Hey everybody, this is Cindy Allen, Editor-in-Chief of Interior Design, and welcome to episode two of our Delta Difference Makers. Okay, our good friends at Delta partnered up with three fabulous designers who have their finger on what's now and what's next to share inspiration and ideas that are both inspiring and approachable. And this year's Delta Difference Makers are here. A big welcome to Avisa Moshtahedi from, she's the founder and principal of Avisa Design in Toronto. Hi, Canada, how are you? Oh, I'm good, how is everybody doing? We're great, and we have Eche Martinez, founder principal of Eche, over on the West Coast in San Francisco. Hi, Eche. Hey, Sandy, how are you? It's so good to see you. Good to see you and, as well. Yeah. And then we have Layla Jaworski, owner, creative director, design shop interiors in Sacramento. Hi, Layla. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Hi, you Delta difference makers. How are you? We're <laughs> good. You know what? You know what's something that's so nice that happened that I, you know, that I saw right away is how much the three of you came together and with all different backgrounds and sort of design backgrounds and have such like like a affection and inspiration to each other. Oh, absolutely. First time we met, um, we were in Indianapolis for our first photo shoot, I would say a couple of years ago, right guys? And, um, you know, we, we each came with some work already done for what would be our, um, you know, concepts for the first phase of the campaign with Delta. And as you say, we each have very dis distinct point of views. Um, but also we connected right away. And I think the chemistry, you can tell like, you know, right away we connected and it, it's been such a fun collaboration, not only to work with them, but also get to know them better and get to, you know, meet other designers in other markets and just see how, how they're doing with their businesses and how things are going and sharing ideas and frustrations every now and then, but mostly sharing really good stuff. Exactly, exactly. So, okay, so this is episode two, you guys. The first episode highlighted you all, the the Delta Difference Makers and the spaces at KBiz, remember? And we all met at KBiz and we talked about the KBiz experience and the Delta brand. Now, if anybody missed that program, you can go on Design TV on interiordesign.net and learn more about the campaign through deltadifferencemakers.com. Let me say it again, deltadifferencemakers.com. <laughs> say it three times fast. Okay, so that was great. That was wonderful. And so, we talk about authenticity with Delta all the time, right? That's what they say the like DNA of the campaign is. And so today we wanna to dig into your businesses and get to know you all a little bit more. So this is gonna be a fun one, right guys? Oh, absolutely. So Avisa, we're gonna start with you. Tell us, tell us a little bit about your background and where you went to school and who you worked for before you went off on your own. Perfect. Um, so I went to Ryerson University and I have my degree in architecture. Um, I worked in a design firm in Rosedale in Toronto for about over 12 years um, with Kate Zeidler. And um, I then started my own practice at 26. Um, so from the get-go, completely obsessed with design and architecture and just anything to do with this industry. Um, I've also worked with the Property Brothers, so I've worked with them over several seasons um, as art director, as project manager, as uh, client therapist, as whatever you can think of, I played that role. Um, I'm also a design expert on a show here called City Line, so I've had a couple segments there. Um, I, yeah, I'm obsessed with design, I've worked with developers. Um, I have a lot of private clients, and I've also recently started working on commercial projects. 
uh, which I also really love. It's definitely different, but um, you can flex some creativity there as well. Um, I am also in, obsessed with golf, if you want to know about a little bit different. <laughs> okay. All right, let's talk about this golf thing. How do you relate it to design? <laughs> I'll tell you. I'm so, like, I'm really inspired by nature, and I'll be out golfing, and my instructor is like, Ibiza, where are you? And I'm just, like, staring. <laughs> and then I'll, like, text a client. I'm like, do you like these colors, like the blue and the brown? And clearly there's a lot going on there, but it's really inspiring. And it also, and then golf just helps me meditate. So it kind of, like, clears my mind, helps me come up with concepts. I think it just does a lot. Yeah, no, that's great. You know, I love that you said you studied architecture because when you talk about your design, you talk about things that are sculptural and architectural. So you you sort of answered it right there. I feel like any interior that I'm starting off, um, definitely a color scheme is really important, but also just picking an element that's very sculptural, whether it's a light, um, a piece of furniture, um, even some sort of like, uh, even designing stairs or designing um, spaces and bathrooms or kitchens even, I feel like everything has to have a sculptural element rather than, um, I don't know, that just really appeals to me just to have something a little bit different in every space I'm designing. Yeah, and actually, you, you're a native of Buenos Aires, right? That, that is correct. I was born and raised in Argentina and I recently celebrated my first 10 years in San Francisco. Wow. Congratulations, a decade. Yeah, needless to say, it's been a really fun adventure even though I had a background in this uh, interior design and architecture from, from my education back home in Argentina, I was more, my, my initial steps into the career were definitely more on the marketing side. And uh, I, I, I really enjoyed it, but I felt like there was something missing. And when I had the chance to move to the States 10 years ago with my partner who was working in tech at the time, um, I was pretty much, you know, a spouse, right? We, we landed here. We didn't know that many people in the Bay Area. And I said, well, you know what? If I could reinvent myself, what would I do? I just want to do something that's fun. I want to be true to my, you know, my goals when it comes to a career and my aesthetic. And I did this crazy. Now I see it 10, 10 years later. I was like, wow, clearly I was in my 20s. So I Googled my favorite firms in the city and I send them my resume, say like total cold call, like info at and I said, I'm Echi Martinez. I am from Argentina. I just moved here. I would love to get to know you. And luckily for me, my phone rang 10 minutes after I sent my first resume. And that was from Martha Angus's office, who became an amazing friend and mentor over the years. And I'll never forget her office manager at the time said, hi, Eche, we just got your resume. Are you responding to the ad? I had not seen any ads to save my life. And I said, of course, yes, absolutely. I am responding to the ad. I love that. And, you know, it's a, are you sure? Cause it's a two, twice a week unpaid internship. Oh. It's pretty basic stuff. I was like, oh. I, I can meet you there tomorrow morning. Long wow. story short, the rest was history. I connected with her and her team right away. She became an amazing mentor and she took me under her wing. I, I'll, I'll be forever grateful for that. You know, eventually there was a moment in which I could branch out and start my own firm and she was nothing but, but supportive so like most things in life uh luck serendipity and hard work and and here we are 10 years later and i've had my firm now for five of those 10 years 
That's amazing. By the way, I would almost flip that around because it was like hard work because you didn't sit back away when they said it was an unpaid in internship because that, oh, so that's so that's kind of amazing. Oh, I did Layla, it. Yeah. Layla, I like your story. East Coast girl. No, West Coast girl. West Coast girl West Coast, when East Coast came back. West Coast went back West Coast. And <laughs> you were saying something like you wanted to like have a little bit more of a laid back life and then you were like newsflash. So tell us. <laughs> Um, so my, I don't have an education in design. I don't have a background in it. it. I kind of joke that it picked me like later in my thirties, um, which can be a little bit intimidating. Part of what was so nice about working with these two is I knew how amazing they, they were. And you can go into this kind of situation like, oh my God, am I good enough? Like, and we all just connected just on just the best level. And so it was great. But so I, um, if I went back to my root roots, um, I was in real estate on the East Coast and I had a knack for just kind of walking into houses and going, oh, you know, we should move that there and fix that there and let's get rid of that. And um, it just sort of started growing and it was never my bread and butter though. And when we decided to move back to California, I stayed home with my son for the first two years and my girlfriend called, she was vice president of um, the largest house flipping company in Sacramento. And she said, hey, we need a project manager. And I was like, that's up my alley. My, my real estate background in new construction, all of that. And so I dove into that for a year and we flipped about 200 houses in a year. So at any given time, I had up to 40 houses under construction. And you know, I'm not the GC, I wasn't responsible for the physical construction, but I was a project manager. And I knew that I had a capacity for construction and understanding all that process and um, just handling a lot at one time. And when I decided to leave that, I looked at my husband, I was like, what am I gonna do? And he goes, you know, people call you to help design their houses and you say no, so why don't you give it a shot? And I literally, my kitchen table was my desk and I sort of went into it and said, I don't know what this looks like. I don't know what to try. I'd never interned. I'd never seen a design firm in action. Um, but I said, I'll figure it out as I go. And now here we are on, at the end of this year, it'll be seven years and we're a team of 15 and we've been in magazines and on TV and we have some bigger things to come that we can't talk about yet, but it's been great. That's terrific. So again, I see the three of you completely different <laughs> and yet, and yet that's what's so amazing about design, right? It brings people together, creates community and makes people live a better life. So let's, so let's talk about some of your projects. Uh, Avisa, there was the, I want to know about the condo, the, the blue kitchen penthouse condo in Toronto. Sure. Um, so this was a family, they have homes, they have various homes, but Toronto's home for them. And um, they were obsessed with the view. It was a very intimate space, not that large, but they really wanted to just change absolutely everything. Um, I remember the very first meeting they took, you know, they gave me a tour and they just said, look at everything. I don't want to see any of this ever again. Mm -hmm. So that was great. Um, what anyway, I saw the before pictures and I would totally agree with that. <laughs> Those are quite before and after pictures of Visa. <laughs> yeah, 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 I even said if we keep any of this, if I'm not working on this project. So um, mm -hmm. I did that well. And they really wanted, they're young, they wanted... Um, something playful, colorful, accessible, and they were really into good quality and um, just, uh, you know, higher end appliances and such. So uh, we basically changed the entire kitchen area. We found a really lovely blue that was welcoming and fun and just a happy blue. 
Um, gorgeous. I love that blue. The fun blue. And it's not, um, obviously colors really drive our moods as well. And I just found that it was a warmer blue. Um, so we changed all the floors. Uh, obviously, we painted everything. We, we gutted all the bath, the two bathrooms. Um, their closet was a big mess, and <laughs> they didn't want to close it off. So we, um, the way we I designed it was to really tuck everything into the corner and then just have another cabinet there that also stored everything away, but it was still a walk-in, and it still looked nice. Um, yeah, it was such a fun project. Um, I really wanted to play with a lot of textures as well. The built-in in the office space, we really needed an espresso machine um, and it would not fit in the kitchen. So we thought, place it in the office, have your coffees there, maybe have some clients in, do whatever you want, but we're having a coffee machine there. Um, it looks great in there, by the way. Is it is it near the kitchen? Oh, uh, like a five-second walk, yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is close to the kitchen. Um, so but did you use uh, Delta faucets in the kitchen and the bath? We did in the bathrooms. We have Delta. Uh -huh. um, and I know that was something that, I mean, I presented that to them early on. And they're like, love it. Let's do this. Uh, so that turned out really well. Um, they weren't really into a ton of different colors. So they really wanted to see more uh, texture, like a play on different te layering textures. So um, I really played that up in the office built-in. And um, it just turned out... The space felt double the size. Obviously, color combinations have a huge impact. Um, and then just, you know, we had like a zebra or a cheetah pillow in the living room, which was very much not in line with kind of any of our tastes. But sure. it just, And then we styled the coffee table. It was just such a fun project. And what I loved most was they gave me their keys. They were away for two months. Oh, and nice. They said, do your thing, and you know, and they came back, and that was so. It, it, does, it looks twice the size, and don't you think, you guys, it's it's kind of as a designer, it's all about relationships. But then, even with the companies that you specify, it's really about relationships, and to have that good relationship with Delta is is really important in your business. Absolutely, I mean, one half of it, if not more, is really trusting the quality and understanding that it's going to. Um, be there over the next however many years. Um, so it's that reliability, but then also understanding, being so involved with the team as well, really knowing what's in what's been put into the product, the research, the technology, um, and just the brand itself is fantastic. Mm -hmm. so there's a ton of reassurance there. Yeah, don't you guys think the same? Oh, 100%. You know, you're only good as good as the quality of the product that you install. And I always tell my clients, you know, we're gonna build a great team. We're gonna get you from point A to point B in your remodeling or construction project. And hopefully we'll make it as enjoyable as we can. But you know, it's construction. There's gonna be a few headaches and a few hiccups. But I always say, if you got a really good brand behind you or a good team or a good vendor and you pick up the phone and say, hey guys, we opened the box and this is what happened. You know that there's gonna be someone on the other side who's gonna say, yes, Etcher, we're gonna fix that right away, whatever it yeah. takes. And it goes to artisans, goes to artists, it's just, it's a matter of relationships. And I think that's also part, you know, as you start growing your business and your career um, starts taking shape, you and your vendors and the brands that you work with, you're, you're like a, you're a team. There needs to be synergy, right? I, th I think it's like, yes to all that. I think okay, two good. things. First of all, I think the designer is like the best salesperson for a, for a manufacturer, for sure. 
and it's about product and then what you said, service, right? It's kind of both of those things in tandem. You have to love the product, but you have to be able to get it. 100%. And a company has to really service, you know, service your needs for your client. 100%. Yeah. Okay. So Layla, let's talk about uh, what's a favorite project that you want to talk about today? Um, probably our Sebastopol farmhouse. That was, that, was a, that was a highlight of last year. So tell us about it. Um, we were con so, so we're in Sacramento, so Sebastopol's in the Bay Area. It's about two and a half hours away from us. And we were contacted by um, a, a couple with three kids. And many people would argue that the original house was amazing, but it was an old tutor. It was this amazing tutor on this amazing property, but it was very dark and lots of small rooms. And they just really wanted to take it California style. Um, and we not only did we take the house down to the studs, we put on a big addition and we really turned it into the most glorious California uh, modern farmhouse. Mm, I see the kitchen looks stunning. And that yeah. table in the middle, wow. <laughs> yeah. So Angie Edwards was the lead on that one. Um, because we are such a large team, we all kind of take lead on different projects. We collaborate all together within the firm. It's really amazing, but there's always a main point person. Um, and she was the, the point person on that team and she just took it over the top. And what's your favorite uh, spot in that house? It's so hard to say because and we do this. I don't know about you guys at Beach and Eche, but every time a project comes out and you see the photos, you're like, that's totally my favorite. And then the next one comes out and you're like, oh, but I love, that's my favorite. Um, that kitchen shot has really gone viral on Instagram. And I think it's, it's amazing. But there are also just little moments throughout the house um, mm. that speak a little bit more even to the decorating than necessarily the construction part of it. And I, I don't know that I can pick one. <laughs> All right. All right. They're all your babies. I know. I know that's how it is. All right, Eshe, I know that you worked on a beautiful um, project in Presidio Heights, and mm -hmm. it was for a tech company or something that they, they had moved to San Francisco? Right. So husband and wife team with two kids. I get a like total cold call from someone in uh, Seattle saying, Hi, we just saw your website. You know, we're looking for someone young, someone in the Bay Area, of course, someone who's, you know, ambitious, someone who's eager, all the right true words. Um, we, can you meet us tomorrow? We're flying tomorrow for the day to San Francisco. Can you meet us tomorrow on site? And I was like, um, okay. <laughs> like, was I referred by an architect? Like, like, you know how it is, right? Again, going- Oh, clients, oh, clients. Right. So I go into this mystery first date and when I see the house from outside, I just absolutely fell in love with it. It was a turn of the century, um, Gilded Age, friend, Beaux-Arts residence, absolutely stunning in Presidio Heights, which is one of the most beautiful classical neighborhoods of San Francisco, overlooking the bay, overlooking Park Presidio. I mean, it did not get any more quintessential than that. The only weird thing was that when I, you know, as I start, as I approach the meeting and I walk up the stairs to go into the house. I see that there's there's tradespeople wrapping things up. There's a porta potty. And I was like, mm, okay, uh -oh. uh -oh. this guy just bought the house, and there's there's either a remodel already taking place. So anyway, so I walk in and I meet the client who is absolutely lovely and super fun, and she said, well, in complete honesty, Eche, we've never seen the interior. We just made an offer. We like the house from the outside, and we just found out that the previous owner has been doing a two year totally down to the studs, very ambitious remodel, which was wow. great. But I mean, you've seen the pictures of our completed project. 
The only issue was that they modernized it inside to a point that it was just so void of like any historical character or they a sense stripped of, it away they oh. stripped it away oh, no more fireplaces no more base oh. no more crown no more no, absolutely nothing luckily the gilded the um the uh sort of the forged iron uh cast iron round spiral staircase connecting all levels of the house was left there intact Thank and then that I want in a in an in a, in an updated way in a contemporary way I just want to give this house you know, it's sense of place and, and former glory. So we did this reverse exercise in which when the previous crew was done with their super crisp modern remodel, we started bringing some of the elements that we sort of imagined would have been yeah. there, right? Back into, into this residence. I think you may have seen the black and white marble checkerboard at the entry hall. Yep. That gorgeous. Yeah, going back to favorite babies, that library by far is my yeah. favorite favorite thing that we added. To, to the property, there was absolutely nothing there. It was gray walls and a TV in the middle, no millwork, absolutely nothing. And when we walked in, we, we said, okay, we need to give this room a purpose because it was close to the social areas, but far enough that it could be private. And we said, okay, this will be our, this will be our moment, our library moment with the client. And we connected right away. And uh, speaking of collaboration, they were, to, to Avisa's point, they were, out of state for the entire project. We had six months to completely redo the house and furnish it completely, including the art program. And um, I would say most of our conversations were via text. And she said, okay, send me three options via text. Okay, which one do you like? I said, well, option one is within our budget, but option two is really nice. And she said, okay, option one. And like that for six months. And then we had the big reveal moment, almost like a TV show. They flew in with their kids. And we had everything set up for them. The art was already up, flowers in every room. And it was one of the most gratifying projects I've, I've ever done. That's why I wanted to share it with you guys because we're really proud of it. Yeah, it is, it is a stunner. Uh, I'm really excited to share it with everybody. Thank uh, you. Avisa, you know, we talk about architecture. So Eche was saying we had to bring it back <laughs> in that particular case. But you sent over a few pictures that were about trying to find something that made it made a space special feel special like having a feature wall and you sent us a couple of beautiful images one of a living room tell us about that so this house was um it was supposed to be more contemporary and um it was a young family they had fantastic taste and they just said make our our friends faint as soon as they walk in ask <laughs> <laughs> And that doesn't get any better than that. It doesn't get better than that. Yeah, so that was like super exciting. Um, so what I wanted to do, we, I, I like to pick our light fixtures early on because I feel like that's something that's left to the end and it makes or breaks an interior. Yep. So we started with our lights and we found this beautiful hand-blown glass ball of sculptural light. I love the movement in this fixture and that's what really inspired me to do something wild and crazy on the wall. So the angles are kind of all over the place. And what I started doing was I just took some green tape and started taping the feature wall to show where all of our lines would go. Once they approved it, we had it all done up in MDF. And it just beca became this like backdrop of lines and it mimicked the light fixture. It just kind of all made sense. Um, so to me, that was a, a really great way to kick off the interior, kick off the house. And um, again, it was just really inspired by the, the shape of the light. And it just kind of took on a life of its own. 
Yeah, it's, go it's gorgeous. I, I want to ask you guys, because, you know, frankly, I'm used to looking at projects and I could look at them all day with you. Um, but we should talk about what's going on right now. And what, what are you hearing about from your clients in terms of in terms of how they're doing with COVID and projects, how they're doing and their thoughts about maybe health and wellness? What are your clients saying? It's crazy for us right now. I think um, when COVID first hit, I actually, I mean, I sobbed because I, I thought to myself, wow, we were set to have our best year ever in this business. And I felt like the rug was getting pulled out from under us. But instead, what we quickly saw is people really aren't going shopping. They're not spending money. They're staying at home. They're sitting in their houses, dissecting everything that they hate and want to change. Um, they're not going on vacations. They're not going to the mall. They're not going out to eat as much. And so the, their homes are really where they're investing and spending the money. Um, so we, not only our design firm, but our store, even just our retail store, every, everything is busier than ever. And I think people just want to create that sense of comfort and home and they want to love, you know, I, I think the attitude is if we're going to be stuck here, we want to love the place that we're, we're in. That's what we're experiencing. Yeah, I would say it's the same thing here, you know, March. There was a lot of uncertainty in California, especially here. Um, you know, our job sites were in complete lockdown. There were a couple of weeks in which to Leila's point, we, you know, the first quarter, we were run, 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 run. It, it was really gearing up to be a really busy year. And then there was so much uncertainty and in a way so much fear um, in mid-March and I would say early April that I was, okay, well, we will need to reinvent the way that we collaborate with our clients. We need to reassure them that, you know, their projects will keep on moving forward, but also that there's a lot of uncertainty going on. And I think now that, um, you know, we've all acknowledged that the home is or will be the center of the universe, at least for a while, uh, the program is really changing and people are um, putting more time and putting more effort into turning that home into a place where they can work properly if they need any privacy or they need a quiet space where to take a video call. Uh, they also want to remain active. So if it means, you know, creating a, a, you know, an extra space or regaining a, an unused space in a home for working out, um, some lucky clients, maybe they want to have a steam shower because they miss being in the gym. Right. We're hearing that, yeah. Right? Lots of that. Or it could also be, you know, a study room, like right? kids need to be uh, in, the, in the proper setting and not be distracted, just like us adults were having our video calls. They need a place where we're to follow with their education, if it's going to be a couple more months or, or a couple more, I don't know, a couple more quarters, a year. Right. Don't Whatever. say years. Don't say years. No, no, no. I hope not. I hope not years. But, you know, the, the program, our residential programs are definitely growing significantly and we are busier than ever easier than ever. I, I wonder um, about the, the word that we've heard that we haven't heard in 20 years. So let's talk about uh, the word hygiene. So yeah. like companies like Delta, they're, they're in the business of hygiene, but we've never, as designers, you've never had to talk about it. You've always had to talk about design, right? I've never heard the word you know, spoken between us and now it's circling around us. So having Having a company like Delta uh, support you all and want to give you voices at the same time, giving you those useful tools for your clients, right? Because that's what they're, they want cleanliness, right, Avisa? Absolutely. The touchless feature is just like um, a whatever you believe in scent. Um, <laughs> it is, 
you know, any faucet that we're picking out, it has to be touchless. Um, clients, even if it's touchless, I've had one client say, well, I'm going to disinfect it after, which is fine. <laughs> but um, everyone is, and, and rightfully so, very much focused on, you know, keeping everything sanitized and clean. And if there's anyone coming in through the house, having a mask on and just a lot of cleaning and, you know, it's, there's a lot of scary things going on. So everyone's very much focused on keeping it safe for sure. Yeah, Layla, are you hearing that as well? We are for sure. And I think even for us in California, what I've loved about Delta, there's, there's a whole different layer to it. So we have the strictest water restrictions in the country, um, our gallons per minute. And I have Delta throughout my whole house. And part of the reason that I did that is because of the technology that they put into the faucets. It, it totally makes up for our lack of actual water and you would never get in one of those under one of those shower heads and have a poor experience. And so that's a lot of like what we're explaining to our clients is that the technology is there to make up for the, the water pressure and um, they're really happy with that. That's an amazing story. Okay, by the way, so we're almost out of time. So I want you all to pick your like one favorite Delta collection. Okay, Layla, what's your favorite? The Broderick, which is new. Okay, um, Avisa? I'm gonna go with my Emmeline, um, just because it really pulled the design together and I just think it's beautiful. So Emmeline- What finish? Um, the black, for sure. The black, okay, Eche? Um, maybe I'm biased because of my, my recent love affair with the Trillion Connection collection, <laughs> but I'll, I'll stick to my Trillion Collection, same thing also in, in, the, black, in the matte black finish. Great, super, super. It's great. See, you're all different. We are. We are. <laughs> uh, well, listen, thanks so much. Look, it's been a pleasure, you know, from Cave's last year where, you know, someone was dragging me over. They're like, you have to go see the Delta Difference Makers <laughs> to now. We've had two shows together. Thank you, Delta, for all your support and for creating this amazing program that does support the designers, the design community, and give an authentic voice to Delta. Thank you all very much and uh, sending lots of good love and safety and healthy living for everybody till, till we can get back together again and give ourselves a real one, right? Thank you, absolutely. Thank you yeah. so much. Okay. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. Good energy, sending good energy. Thank you, Delta. Thank you so much. Bye.